Hello and welcome to another episode of English Across the Pond. You are joining over 12,000 other listeners from around the world who are making this podcast a part of their lives every month. If this is the first time you've listened or the 47th time, then welcome. My name is Dan and with my partner Jennifer from America, we have a mission. Our goal is to help you to take your English to the next level. That's why we release a new podcast every Friday. If you like what you're hearing, if you love what you're listening to, then you'll want to go to our website at englishacrossthepond.com. And the first thing that you need to do once you get there is to click the big blue button right in the middle of the home page. This will take you to our free episode guide. Love it. And inside that episode guide, this week we have another gift for you from italki. This episode is sponsored by italki, an online language learning platform connecting you to personal and customized one-on-one lessons with native English speakers. Now, Italki is offering English Across the Pond listeners $10 in free credit for Skype lessons. So if you want to improve your English with a native speaker, then head to our episode guide where you can get a special link to sign up and get that $10 credit. We're talking about art today. Art. Yeah. Beautiful. So the most important question is, do you like art? Me, personally, yes, I do. I think life without art would be terrible. It'd be really boring. So, yeah, I really like art. Um, of course, we have to ask the question back to you. This is, I think this question is different for different people. To you, Jen, my American friend, what is art? I'm so happy you asked about that because I think, at least in my mind, that mm-hmm. when I close my eyes and I say art, immediately I think of a painting in a museum. Cool, yeah. But that is absolutely not, that's not the only form of art. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I really think about it, art is. I think art can really be anything that's created by an individual. Sure. That's very deep. Very deep. (laughs) So we are creating art every Friday here at English Across the Pond. Podcasting can definitely be an art form. We're expressing ourselves. It's a way to, you know, express ourselves. I think that's what art is. Art is a way to express something. And you once expressed yourself through sandwiches. <laughs> yes, I used to be a sandwich artist. So I would, yeah, I would use sandwiches as that was my medium. But speaking seriously, speaking yeah. seriously, art, I think the most typical forms of art would obviously be paintings, music, um, Acting, movies, directing, shows, theater. Ballet. Um, ballet, watercolors. Yeah. You know, things like that. And is there a kind that you prefer? Sort of, you know, is what I know that, you know, art typically is like 
pictures in a gallery and there are other kinds of art but what what sort of genre or what type of art is is your thing m u s i c <laughs> music <laughs> yeah gorgeous absolutely I love, love, love listening to music. Um, it just brings out so much positivity and so many positive emotions in me when I listen. And I know you feel the same. You and your soul music, you got something special going on. I also like photography. Ah, you know, I didn't say that in types of art. Shame on me. And taking pictures, I am not very good I would go so far to say as I'm useless. Of course, if I take, you know, with my phone camera, camera phone, if I take a thousand photos, I live next to the sea. Of course, you know, one or two of them will be okay. But I really admire people who can see a photo. And when they, you know, they see maybe, I don't know, part of a car and then there's something in the background and they just think, oh, that is so cool. I really, really like photography. I wish I was good at photography, but you can't be good at everything. Nope. Can't be good at everything. Yeah. And you already are good at a lot of things. Yeah. A huge list of things. In fact, yeah. photography is one of the few things I'm not good at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, photography is definitely good. But does it have to be good to be considered art? No, in my opinion. And I'll tell you why. Because what's amazing is um, when you ask people what art, you know, if you ask someone, you know, are there any kinds of pictures that you don't like? And they tell you about often some abstract art or some new art and how it was anyone can do it. And it was very childish and it made them feel upset and it was ang it made them angry. And I think, wow, that's amazing that it made you feel such strong emotions. And they clearly remembered seeing this bad piece of art. So hmm. I think art, it doesn't necessarily have to make you feel happy, but I think maybe art needs to make you feel something. Ah, I love that. Yeah. Positive, negative. That's kind of what I said. Art, music especially, brings out so many positive emotions in me. Have you got a favorite artist? So now, as we're going into artist, right, if my favorite form of art is music, yeah. are you asking me about my favorite musical artist? Whatever you like, my friend. So my favorite musical artist is always changing. Mm. You know, it kind of depends on my mood or maybe like the album or, you know, I kind of like I have new flavors of the week, as they say. Yeah. But kind of one artist that has stuck with me through it all mm. is Catch a Fire. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about that before. We Nothing can stop the fire. <laughs> So, you know, they are a reggae band from New Zealand, and I don't know what it is about their music. I just love it. It just always puts me in a good mood. I think the fact that I've met the band, I've uh, hung out backstage <laughs> with them, you know, I think that kind of helps. Yeah. Like, it, it strengthens that connection. Friend of the stars. Mm, you know, just me, just being me. <laughs> Have you got a favorite artist that you'd well, like to talk to? Yeah, like you, um, I mean, even with sort of like normal artists, you know, normal in inverted commas, like, you know, like painters, it changes. But there is an English artist called Lowry 
he was from Manchester, which is not far from where I live. And at that time, it was after the Second World War in the 1950s, the 1960s. He was an artist before that, but um, a lot of British artists at that time were going to the south of France and to Spain to capture the sun and to paint the sea and, you know, to, to paint sort of like nice, under nice light and vivid, bold colours. He stayed in the north of England and painted kind of factories and normal people, working class people, working class houses. Um, and he, unlike anybody else, it's a real great record of life in the north of England in the sort of 20th century. Um, not particularly um, colourful, and his, his paintings are kind of simple, simplistic, but they're really, really cute. I love his, I love his art. Lowry is his name, and it's sort of northern English art. L-O-W-R-Y, L-S Lowry. Woo! Yeah. Awesome. Can I ask you? Yeah, go for it. Have you ever visited an art gallery? Oh, yeah. I've visited a lot of art galleries and museums. Mm -hmm. I've visited a lot of museums and things in Europe when I was traveling and studying through Europe. Mm -hmm. um, can I confess something? I've never been to the Louvre, well, even I though I've been to Paris three times. Well, I have anyone, I've never been either, and everyone I've ever met who's ever been there has always said, too crowded, couldn't see anything. Oh, yeah. Every single person. I kind of feel like um, sometimes that really, really, you know, popular, famous touristic attractions and music, um, not music, museums, mm -hmm. I feel like a cow in like a cattle call like yeah. kind of being like walked along this like little path and people are in front of me and people are behind me and we're following this trail and we're like yeah. you know starting in the beginning and kind of marching through this museum and i i don't like it it kind of makes me feel uncomfortable yeah and i got really anxious in the van gogh museum mm -hmm. in amsterdam because i was like really trying to enjoy these paintings and everything and i just felt like the people behind me were like rushing me yeah, yeah. um yeah but i have to say that um, the van gogh museum was one of the coolest museums i've ever been to i loved it uh, first of all, I think it would be really easy to have like a panic attack or, you know, get some, you know, really freak out in one of these really, really busy museums like the Louvre in Paris. And I'm sure, you know, um, if the owner of the Louvre is listening, you have, I'm sure, a, a wonderful <laughs> yeah. museum. And it's a, not to be disrespectful to one of the greatest galleries in the world, but I mean, it doesn't, I'm just not really attracted to go in there because um, I just feel like I would be disappointed and if people started pushing and jostling and trying to get in front and taking selfies and taking just be depressing tell me more about the Van Gogh Museum why did you like it so much oh it was just I just remember it being so magical I don't know I, I just like the style it was mm. just it was just a really good experience overall sounds cool um I think that the atmosphere and the environment and kind of the situational parts of the experience also play a huge role Yeah. because I've been to Florence in Italy mm -hmm. and, you know, saw the statue of David and that's mm -hmm. like huge and so famous. And that 
they had um, like outdoor plazas of arts and sculpture and so much beautiful art in Italy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't connect with Florence as much. And I kind of have like this negative experience with Florence. So immediately I don't think of those art museums as being my favorite as well. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really have anything to do with the art, but the experience I had while there. Because it was too crowded. Uh, there was other things happening with Florence, like food, hotel accommodations, uh, the weather, like a combination of things. But yeah. And um, if any of our listeners are ever in London, then the Tate Modern. Um, it's an old, I think it was an old electricity station a power station um it's a huge huge museum with vast open spaces and uh, yeah it's great the tate modern in london my favorite museum cool yeah. so do you often visit museums and art galleries and things well, on the regular yeah my daughter is nine as our regular listeners will know and she is always 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 drawing so whenever we go to a new city or a town that has an art gallery we go around and sometimes it's disappointing you know the pictures are kind of uninspiring and a little old and the gallery itself is a little run down but we always go and visit i think much better to visit a poor museum or art gallery than not visit any at all yeah lovely can you draw Uh (laughs) (laughs) i'm taking that's a that's a no then that's a big fat no (laughs) i am not a artist in terms of drawing i'm actually not really an art i'm not anything but a sandwich artist let me just cut to the chase (laughs) i I can't play music i can't draw i cannot paint i just am not artistically gifted yeah um, I can draw. I can draw stick figures. So you, I mean, that's the thing people say. Like you say, I can't draw, and people say, Jennifer, everybody can draw, and you think, yeah, I know, I can draw a happy face. Yes, I can draw, but I can't draw. Draw. I can't draw well. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I mean, there is that thing where, of course, everyone can draw. Uh, mathematical shapes, I guess, are a kind of sort of art form. But yeah, me, me neither. And. Uh, it's a frustration. I wish I, I wish I could. Um, I used to sit next to somebody in um, staff meetings in a school, and he could draw. He just draw like a hand, and it was just so perfect. I was very jealous. As we say, I was well gel. Ooh, well gel. I would love to. If any of our listeners are artistically gifted, whether musically or if they can draw or paint. Yeah. Share with us some of your work on social media. So if you upload any of your art on like Facebook or Instagram, tag us because we would love to see your art. We want to see our listeners' art. If you put, if I'm speaking to our listeners, if you put one of your pictures up, I'll put one of my daughter's (laughs) pictures up. (laughs) Yeah, I will not include my stick figures. I'll save everybody. (laughs) I won't give them that eyesore. Um... But, I mean, what's funny, of course, I think that, like, being as I can't draw um, or paint, that I think, oh, if I could, it would be wonderful. But then when my daughter comes down and says, what do you think of my picture? I say, oh, it's amazing. That's fine. And she says, yeah, but the eyes are not right and I didn't do the hair. So, And it's actually, it's not that easy to be artistic. I think it's very frustrating. For one, I think what must be really hard is how do you ever think, like, I finished? Because if you're painting, you can always add another few bits on i think it must be very hard to say that's it i've done yeah 
agreed. Not easy to be arty. So, um, yeah, while I would wish to be artistic, perhaps it's a poisoned chalice. And in fact, it would yeah. be more difficult than I think. You, the responsibility you would bear would be way too much. Yeah. I think yeah, I'll just stick you know. to podcasts. We'll just stick to podcasts. We do what we do best. <laughs> yeah. And um, one last question. Have you ever bought a piece of art? Well, I think this kind of gets into that that question of have I bought a piece of art? Again, my mind is going to like, have I ever purchased a painting? No. Have I ever purchased a picture? Like, no. And... I've purchased a couple of things at like some museums I've gone to. I've mm. never purchased like a like a professional painting or anything. I can't believe we've gone this whole episode and I haven't mentioned that my husband is a fabulous artist in terms of painting. Wow. Yes. So I'm going to share his his ah, artwork. Yeah. Good. Good. I'm going to share his artwork on our um, Instagram or on our social media this week. So I have been lucky enough to get his artwork. I haven't had to purchase it, but I've definitely purchased CDs, records, albums, and a lot of things from the musical artists that I love. So I support the music industry by buying, you know, some of my favorite albums. What about you? But sorry, uh, just before that, sorry. Can I just ask, um, are your husband's pictures all around your house? Yes, there's one that I love so much. Mm. We actually have a couple in the closet. Sorry, hubs, but Mm. we have my favorite one is this these avocados in our kitchen. Oh yeah. And his mom, my mother-in-law, is actually a fabulous artist as well. And we have one of we have a few of her paintings as well in our house. And one of them she did while talking on the phone. And like multitasking, Whoa. painting this beautiful scene of this like house in a in a meadow in the wilderness. I mean, the attention to detail that she had in the picture for multitasking blows me away. Wow! Yeah. So you could actually charge people to walk around your house. I I am living <laughs> in an art gallery. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. Um, to your question, um, I've bought obviously like posters and pictures and postcards of often famous photographs or you know great great photography but nothing sort of like really serious i have um an original 1968 beatles fan club poster that's a really rare picture that's amazing and it's huge as well it must be like a meter by half a meter or something so that's maybe and i guess that is art as well i think it's pretty valuable to say it's a from the year i was born Before we get into more real English practice for you, we'd like to tell you more about italki. This episode is sponsored by italki, an online language learning platform. You can learn online with real teachers in one-on-one personalized lessons, which are customized to you and your learning needs. Our ponders, you get a buy one, get one special deal. So when you buy your first lesson, you get US $10 for future lessons. It's a convenient way to connect even more with real language, culture, and to practice speaking from the comfort of your own home, wherever you are in the world. Get your special deal from italki on our website now. You can visit englishacrossthepond.com and look for the italki picture 
to immediately sign up and take advantage of your deal today. Don't wait. Take your English skills to the next level. All right, so let's get into today's language focus. We're going to be telling you about a very important grammar point. Yes, and if you've been paying attention to this week's questions, you'll notice a little bit of present perfect going on. I asked Jennifer, or Jennifer asked me, or maybe both, have you got a favourite artist? Have you ever visited an art gallery? Have you bought a piece of art? To my mind, the present perfect which is this week's language focus, is one of the most confusing tenses. Normally, with a tense in English, you get a clue from the title, like the present simple is about the present, and the past simple is about the past, and the future tenses are about the future. So already, the present perfect is quite abstract, because you can't guess. But I think the easiest way to think about the present perfect is like a bridge, a link between the past and the present. Unfinished time. Things that haven't finished. So, um, for example, what have you done today? So, today is unfinished time. So, Jennifer, what have you done today? Well, I have done a lot. I've done um, a couple of live lessons. I've spent time with my family. I've recorded a podcast and I've had some breakfast. Beautiful. And I have made a great big batch of green juice. Yum! So that is unfinished time because today is unfinished. I think where the present perfect can be confusing is we say, for example, I, me, personally, Dan, I've been to Italy and I've been to Vietnam. But how can that be unfinished time? Because it's not today. I was in Vietnam 20 years ago. And the way to think about this is, the way that I think about this and the way I teach this is, you have to think that you, dear listener, are not finished. Your time is not finished. What I mean basically is, you are alive. You're not dead. It's a fact. And so your life is unfinished. And so your experiences in your life are put into the present perfect because you are not finished. And this is a little bit of a morbid topic. The second that you die, the second that your heart stops beating, everything becomes the past simple. He went to Italy. He went to Vietnam. But while we are alive, we are in the present perfect. We are unfinished time. That's why, as I said, for example, I have been to China. But it's like, what do you mean you've been to China? You're not in China today. But I have been to China in my life and my life is not finished. That's the end of this week's Language Focus. I love that. It's actually not the end because I just want to throw in one little point Mm -hmm. that um, I, I... don't believe you mentioned it. If you did, I'm just going to reiterate it. The fact that with the present perfect, we never, ever indicate a past time. Good point. So we said like, I have been to Italy. I have done this. I have eaten breakfast. I have done live lessons. I have been to an art museum. We never say when we do it because when we use a past time expression, it then becomes a simple past tense Um, action or event. So when we use the present perfect, we never indicate a time. So you never use it with yesterday, last year, three hours ago, 
in March, etc. You never want to include a time expression. Beautiful clarification. And so just as an example, I have been to Italy two years ago is impossible. Incorrect. Uh -uh. If two years ago is at the end of the sentence, as Jen said, it will be past simple. I went to Italy two years ago. So um, unfinished time, no time references. As soon as you have a past time reference, simple past all the way. Awesome. Dan, this was a lot of information with our conversation, our mm -hmm. questions. Maybe our listeners want to go back and listen again to how we naturally used the present perfect in this episode. Maybe they want to review more of what they heard today. Can they do that with transcripts? Mm -hmm. Well, right at the top of the show, right at the beginning of the show, I said, if you haven't been to the website before, then click on the big blue button for the free episode guides. Once you've got the free episode guides, the next step, click on subscribe at the top of the page. You can become a gold member, a member of English Across the Pond. And as part of your deal, as part of the package, you'll get transcripts. So you can subscribe, sign up today, get the transcripts, which are basically the subtitles for this episode, and review more about how we naturally use the present perfect throughout our conversation. Yeah. It was a pleasure chatting today, Dan. Always a pleasure communicating with you, Ponders. We weren't chatting. We were creating art. <laughs> yes and i look forward to creating more art with you next week the the time has absolutely flown by it seems like we've been chatting for five minutes um it's been great thank you very much for listening jennifer thanks for chatting with me my art pal thanks so much everybody we'll see you next week see bye. you guys bye